Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo Podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Ishtabeg people. Welcome to our taste test episode where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of The Taste Test, we finally get to discuss Glass Mm. Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. And listeners, it was released during December 2022, so beware of spoilers ahead. Yes, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm still saying it's fresh. I mean, it's Ryan Johnson created. It's still fresh. It's it's closing time at the buffet. That's all I gotta say, right? it's all good. Still good. I'm I'm still (laughs) standing there getting all biddies. So, Kuya, what did it taste like for you? Mm, Good question. So... If the original Knives Out is like Japanese sushi, then Glass Onion Knives Out Mystery is like Korean barbecue. Ooh, great analogy. Yeah, I really thought about this in terms of an analogy. As Japanese sushi, course after course, and it kind of keeps building up until you're full, Korean barbecue requires a lot of prep type, right? Mm -hmm. So as you'll recall, or anyone that participates in Korean barbecue recalls, which is so yummy, they send out all the meats, all the different veg barbecue, essentially, on your gas grill in your common table. And as you're prepping everything, you don't partake until like 15, 20 minutes later. And as Mm -hmm. that's happening, you're drinking and socializing, and it's all civil, as our friend Tara would say. (laughs) But it isn't until everything starts to get barbecued all at once, that that's when the payoff occurs. And I felt decidedly the structure of the story was really different from the first one. The first one had a very Mm -hmm. traditional whodunit mystery format. However, Glass Onion Knives Out Mystery, a bit different. Like what I said, lots of prep to then finally unfold the mystery and then truly figure out who done it. And just as much as you work hard to prep, you got to work hard to quickly figure out who did it because suddenly you realize, holy crap, there's like 30 minutes till the end and you got to, you still have to figure out who killed the individual, right? In question. Right. And so as my notes say, food keeps coming out fast. You got to consume really quickly, digest really quickly. So there's a bit of an acceleration at the end. And I find that in Korean barbecue, prep, prep, prep. And then suddenly, boom, food's out and you're having to like suddenly take all that food and put it on a yeah. plate and then put on more food to grill. And then that cooks quickly and you're having to eat really quickly and stuff like that. So that's kind of what it tasted. I tasted like Korean barbecue. How about you? What did it taste like? For that you? was just okay, listeners. That was such like a well thought out analogy, <laughs> and I'm cringing for mine. Now, listeners, I just want to tell you, I was in t- anticipation of this movie. Mm. It was released like uh, Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah, something really like excited, that. Yeah. And I was like really anticipating it. So I liken this, and I'm just laughing because this happened a couple of weeks ago, and I had gathered my notes together for this. And this is before even Jesse shared his analogy. Have you ever like anticipated a meal that you wanted because you hadn't partook in it in a long time? 
It feels so, like that happens all the time. It happens all the time. <laughs> you know, I, we both are busy. We have busy partners right. and everything like that. So Emily and I, like a couple of weeks back, we said, let's go on a date night. And then sometimes as parents, as we are parents, we end up like and doing errands and stuff. And I said, mm. let's not do errands. Let's just figure something out. We had the babysitter coming literally a day before. She's like, I don't know what we're doing. And I go, you know what? This is what we're going to do. I wanted buttery rich goodness. And I wasn't even thinking in my head. I'm like, when was the last time you had red lobster? And I'm oh. just like, I know. <laughs> Emily was like, yes. A gut roll, like, yes. So I was thinking buttery rich goodness. I didn't even realize it was like Lobster Fest weekend. Mm. Buttery rich goodness. You know, red lobster has all the same beats mm-hmm. like and more. And it's changed yes. a little bit since I went last. With that in mind, and I no judgment from anyone, my guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's it all was about spilling the and better than I thought. That's exactly the buskets. And I couldn't wait for another chapter. So like there was such anticipation and I think that's what I likened it to. But mm. damn it, your analogy about the plot being like Korean barbecue is so fucking true. I'm so <laughs> like, damn it, it's Jesse. Beating gold off your mouth. Like I, I love it. But with my anticipation, it was that cheesy date night my hat. And listen, folks, listeners, Please don't judge me. Not only did we do Red Lobster, before that, my wife and I went to a Color Me Mine. <laughs> I hated. And I was like, and it's just so funny when you realize you reach the middle age, become parents. When my wife paints like a butter dish and I paint like a stein, I'm like, oh my wow, goodness. it's come to this. But let me tell you the best Red Lobster meal we had. No shame. Uh, no shame after we had butter. It was the biscuits, Kuya, like you said. But that anticipation, that's what I marked it up. I'm like, oh my God, this mystery's coming. I loved Ives Out first. What else does Ryan Johnson have up his sleeve? And let's segue. I was talking about buttery rich goodness. Kuya, was it worth the pop culture calories for you? Yeah, similar to you, it made me want more. And mm-hmm. I, it made me think, why do I want more of this? Despite a different story, a different story structure, right. different location. And it made me realize it's like Bond, right? It's a great singular Cheeky. character franchise filled yeah. with action. But in this case, it's about a singular character franchise filled with intrigue. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. Now, the allure of all these mysteries is, is that it's not only a mystery itself, but it's really about the person or the character who solves the mystery. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, the mystery solver or the detective or the would-be detective in all of these examples that I'm going to give, it's paired with a quality that somehow should not fit with being a shrewd detective. So when you think about Benoit, he has that Southern charm. Mm-hmm. I think that he's ultra-relaxed and wouldn't really have the shrewd ability to figure out a crime or a mystery. But he does it because he's got amazing powers of observation. Similar to Columbo. You know, when you see yes. Columbo, he's bumbling and doesn't look like he's paying attention, but he's paying attention. And if Mm -hmm. I was around Columbo, you know that he's studying you. And I just think to myself, similarly to Miss Marple, Ah. you know, you don't think that she would actually figure out a crime as well, but her unassuming nature almost betrays that idea in some ways that she should be a shrewd detective, but she is indeed a shrewd detective. And all of this just makes me think, oh, it makes us feel that we can all be true detectives in a lot of ways. So that's why I thought it was worth the pop culture calories that any of us could actually, if we took the time, could be 
a detective, a problem solver, a mystery solver of some shape or form. So that's why I thought it was worth the pop culture calories. It's just like, it reminds me that we can all solve puzzles. You know, we just do it in our own way, in our own time. I highly agree. I mean, it was fun to get back into that universe with Benoit Blanc and just even, and we'll we'll segue into more, like we even get a peek behind Benoit's home life was just great. Yes. It was just... Which, can I just ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think he lives on the Upper West Side or the Upper East Side? And I was thinking, gosh, you look like you live on the Upper In West London? Side. Yeah. Oh. Like, I was gathering it's London. Like, I just, with the technicals, I don't know how the time would have worked. I could be wrong, too, just because if a certain character's sibling, well, spoiler, if a certain character's sibling came out to visit him. Right. And the person was traveling from Alabama and stuff, like, what's the time difference? Like, was he stateside? I thought he was... I couldn't figure out. I couldn't figure out where he was living. Yeah. I mean, like without having to do a bit more research, which I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. But I just thought to myself, if you live in New York, are you on the Upper West Side or the Upper East Side? That's well, what I was trying what to do figure you think? out. He, that was money, like for him to have a, like a terrace like that. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, and then you know there was a view of a park, and I thought, is that Central Park? Anyways, I I'm thinking I, West. No, no, it was a bit more chicer than e- like I would say East then. Yeah, and I thought East only simply because it's most of the museums are. And I just thought to myself, oh, I wonder if he's on the East side and likes to take in the museum when he can. Okay, wait a minute, though. Then where would a famous chef live? His partner is a chef, right? Right, right. It's alluded to the fact that his partner deals with baking or cooking or something. Something like that. But I think the chef could live anywhere, you know. I guess so. I guess I don't know if there's any Now I'm totally, like, I keep on thinking, I'm like, he's not Bond, obviously, whatever. He's Southern. But, like, I would say East. I would say East. We're going to have to check that out. Listener, after listener, the you, t- you tell us where you think he's, lo- where he locates himself. <laughs> yes, that's right. So where um, he locates himself. So was it worth the pop culture calories for you? Oh, I totally agree. Like, it, it goes into the buttery goodness. Mm. I, how could you not? I think also, too, because to me, it was released during the holidays. It was just as an extra pleasure, extra entertainment. And it just got me charged, and it was just wonderful. Right. Now, what did it remind you of in the pop culture buffet? Yeah, I already alluded to this in our question, Mm -hmm. right? That it, you know, it reminds me of all these singular character franchises, like Bond, like the Bourne series, or even Sherlock Holmes, for that matter. But I would also say that it reminded me of the murder, mystery, and comedy of Gosford Park. Uh You know, like people all being invited to one location, and then Mm -hmm. suddenly a murder occurs, and then it's trying to solve it at that point, and then just a cast of odd characters kind of coming together. So that's what it really reminded me of on the pop culture buffet, these other singular character franchises in Gosford Park. How about you? What did it remind you of in the pop This movie thing? is a symbol of the past three years. I mean, mm. a lot of creatives came together during the pandemic to honor fans during the pandemic, like a script reads for community, parks and recreation, happy endings, etc. This is clearly a pandemic-made movie. Obviously, it even cites it as that. Yeah. There is a resurgence to detective movies. And I remember being younger and my parents would watch ones with like Helen Mirren or Peter Ustinov. Oh, and right. I gather right now Benoit Blanc, like Daniel Craig, my yes. kids are like, oh, was he James Bond? Or, oh, he's that guy that solves mysteries with a funny accent, mm-hmm. right? So I think he was great with that. And, like, I like him better than Hercule Poirot. 
Yes. I mean, I've watched Orient Express and I watched The Nile and I was just like, eh. But there's humor in Ryan Johnson's scripts and stuff. And I think that's what people like. And there's so much more to it. And it's funny, after watching Knives Out and Class Onion several times, my like Q said, if you like this movie, then you would like Gosford Park. Park. <laughs> I tuned in and I was like, yes. the first like tw- 10 minutes, I'm like, oh my God, this is like Jasmine, Michael, Tara, okay, but Tara can I that, just have you watched it? Like, yes. Did Michael well, like it or no? Okay, so this is the story about Gosford Park of Michael, myself, and Tara going to see it. Yeah. Tara and I were really excited to see it. Yes, we get to the Cumberland Theater. We get the back row seat. It was a packed full house for whatever the oh, reason wow. was. Bit yeah, and so we sit down. And it starts, you hear the music swell, you see people in period peace. I look over to Michael and he just decidedly gets comfortable and decides to go to sleep because he thought, this is not for me. And then Tara and I were enthralled for the next two and a half hours or however long it, it was. Afterwards, we were just like talking about it nonstop for days. But the interesting part was is that as we were exiting the theater, they had this huge, huge banner set up of showing all the relationships between upstairs, downstairs, yeah. who was in relationship and all yeah. of this stuff. And it was just like, oh my God, we absolutely loved it. And then decades later, listeners, decades later, what ends up <laughs> happening is this, this is that we watched Downton Abbey that Michael is in That's love right. with. That's mm-hmm. right. And then he's like, oh, all these people were in Gosford Park. And it's like, yes, the one that you slept through. Maybe I need to go see it again, right? And I'm like, of course you need to see it again. So anyways, we have that plan sometime this year to watch Gosford. He'll love it. I know. And that's just so funny because he made me watch Downton Abbey at your house. He did. He like, did. Remember and he, the first episode? You, I never watched it. He's like, I want you to watch this. I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> and he's not into period pieces and all that stuff. But I yeah. think what it is, is is that I think he's had a grown in appreciation. So totally. It's in the vein of Gosford Park, at least the mystery solving It totally piece. is. Yeah. And just, it, it's super great. Sorry for that little bit of a sidewind, but no, no, Gosford no, love Park, it. another yeah. good movie. Another good movie. What did you appreciate about the movie? I know you mentioned some points for anything else that you appreciated outside yeah. of that. You know, I just really appreciated the fact that the story structure was different from a mystery whodunit. Like what I said, lots of prep, 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 and then solving at a really rapid accelerated rate. And it was just Mm -hmm. having to kind of figure that out. And to me, that was a revolt against, you know, the typical traditional ending. And I thought, Brian Johnson, you're smart. Like you flipped the genre on its side and then changed the pace. I just thought to myself, that's clever. Because usually what typically happens is you do a mystery whodunit and then Mm -hmm. the problem solver solves it and then tells you in five minutes how it's all been solved. But that was totally put on its side in the middle of the film in some ways. And so I was just like, wow. Yeah, it totally does that in that last half hour of just acquiring all this new information and even the setup. For like this denouement, which is a crash. When you say the word revolt, that's a great word mm-hmm. because it comes crashing, pun intended, to be like, that's okay, right. you're ready. And even like the last final tableau of perceived heroine of the story, yes, yes. the pose is very similar to mm. the Mona Lisa. I was yes. like, that is a way to end. And sparks flying, fight it, just 
the fact of the matter is, yeah, let's burn this place down. Literally, loved it. Loved yeah. it. That Ryan Johnson is fantastic in terms of just rethinking story structure in a lot yeah, of ways. Exactly. What did you appreciate about uh, it? Okay, get ready. Yes. First of all, folks, the casting and the cameos were ridiculous. And mm. I didn't even realize it was on my second watch. I realized that Ethan Hawk appeared in it. He was the one that was giving the injections. For them to get on the book. Oh, I was yes. like, oh, that's Ethan Hawk. I was like, I thought it wasn't it. And then I didn't see him. Then yeah. Hugh Grant, yes. spoilers, folks. Hugh Grant was Benoit's partner. That's Yo-Yo right. Ma helps out with a clue. I did see that. I yes. thought that was super cute. Natasha Leone, Angela Lansbury, Stephen oh, Sondheim, yes. Kareem Abdul Jabbar are on a Zoom call with Benoit, who's in the tub. Yes, I love that scene. <laughs> he's totally in the top where I'm just like, okay, dude, we get it. You still got James Bond's body, but he's wearing a hilarious hat. Oh my god, his <laughs> like fashion little, was fantastic. Yes, and he's yeah. like, guys, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. And his friends, who obviously, yes, Kuya, you're right. This is New York oriented people that were just like. Well, maybe you should do crosswords. I don't do crosswords. <laughs> like, maybe you should do this. And they're playing a spy game. Even Serena Williams popping up. I was yeah, like, Yeah, she was there. Damn. Like, yeah. You know what? People love the first movie. They're like, Ryan Johnson, please put me in your movie. Oh my God. The main cast, in all honesty, Janelle Monet. I knew she's a fantastic actor, musician. She's just this bright individual with the future. She was great. Didn't even expect her acting to like even put it through the top. And with the revelation regarding the character of her, it just spins. And you're like, oh, wow. Like, wow. Scene stealer in a lot of ways. Scene stealer. And you know what? And just like the twists were great. Dave Bautista. And this is for you, Christina Abgargana. Yes. That man, like from Guardians of the Galaxy, Miss My Mm. Spy, and currently Knock at the Cabin, that horror movie. There's an evolution on this guy. He's a great actor. And his rom-com is going to come. I don't know about you. At some point, it's got to be. Yeah. Um, the reunification of Catherine Hahn and Kate yeah, Hudson tell us. from How to Lose a Guy in 10 days. Those two yeah. back together. I was like, oh my God. They but must have howled together on they set, I'm sure. Do. But I have to say, like, I don't know if people give Kate Hudson her due. Yes, she has movement. She's a dancer. I remember her in the movie Nine with Daniel Day-Lewis. And she did this Italian dance and she was just, mm. uh, there's such a light on her. Whether, you know, it, it's that Goldie Hawn glow. Like, she's just... She's a she, force. She does move like the wind in a lot of ways. She's, she's graceful. She's elegant. And, yeah. and she's funny. She she can make really make fun of herself. And yeah. obviously, and Jesse, you haven't made a comment. The clothes in this movie. Oh, beautiful. Uh, the beautiful. Won Especially just Kate. Kate Hudson, and she's wearing a key piece in the last part, and she's wearing this green dress with many colors that spins. But come on, <laughs> Daniel Craig in a bathing suit. He's in some 20s bathing suit, like top and bottom in a pool with like a, a kerchief. It's just like no big deal. He looked fantastic. (laughs) And it felt like it was natural. It wasn't anything like this is what I wear swimming. (laughs) That's exactly what he wears swimming. And I thought to myself, that's great fashion. And it looked like a seersucker. He was, suit bathing and, ensemble of sorts, right? And he was explicit. Like, he was like, I want Cary Grant. And there was another actor, he said, to the costume designer, who won an award, I think, I don't know, if at the Independent Spirit Awards, or mm. won an award for all the clothes in the movie, where he said, I want this, I want to look. And when you say seersucker, even, the, like, the cut of his pants and stuff, like, he looked dressed to the nines. Like, if that, Kuya, that's your next, like, style. Yeah, he looked like he stepped out of Chantilly Lace or something like that. Yeah, he certainly looked like he he looked really dandy from the South and yet refined all at once. Loved it. That was more to watch for. Now, would you sample this movie again? Oh, indeed. I would sample it again. Simply because Ryan Johnson 
fills this stuff with Easter eggs or details that you just appreciate. You could just tell a lot of thought and time was kind of put into this production. So it just makes me think, oh God, Netflix, please. Like if you haven't already commissioned them for another three more Knives Out, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you? I watched it over five times Mm. just for the Easter (laughs) eggs. I think I even did the deep dives. I know Vanity Fair goes like parts of a scene and they have the director go on and they talk about a scene. And right. Ryan Johnson, if you look on YouTube, Ryan Johnson does the one where everyone gets on the boat and he shows the rule of about triangles, right? Mm-hmm. So you can see he catches each person. And like, and again, I have to go back. It's a pandemic movie and the costume designer put Kate Hudson in a, a mask, but it's nutting. Right. Like it looks like nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, do we wear a mask? I'm like, you're not even wearing one. But it just made me laugh because, mm. again, these were the, what were these people? The disturbers? Yeah, the disruptors. Disruptors. They? And That's I'm just right. like, oh, these these likable actors, even Leslie O. Jr., these amazing, wonderful people are playing these disruptors, like, on the right side of the government. And I was just laughing. And it was just... Oh my god! And I think they're releasing like a director's cut with commentary Ooh, on be this, and I'm like, I would totally watch. Please, like, please, if please. If I'm please. in Toronto, I'd be like, Jesse, let's just go over, yeah, let's get totally. some snacks, and yeah, we just sit there and like comment about yeah, it. Yeah, come to the Cinemic Multi Jazzplex, right, oh, to yeah. watch the director's oh version god, of yeah. of Glass Onion Knives Out Mystery. He, he would have good snacks and drinks. Oh, you know we would, right? We would. <laughs> now, naturally, who to whom would you recommend this? Anyone that's loved the original, and anyone yeah. who just wants a different type of mystery whodunit. Like, I just think it you'd different. enjoy it. It's, yeah. different. it's a different mystery whodunit. And I think those are the people that probably I would recommend this to. How about you? Who would you recommend I this to? I absolutely agree. And it's those mysteries and capers with some interesting twists, mm. with humor, all-star cast, gorgeous locations, some fashion. Like, I mean, it isn't the White Lotus, but I still <laughs> like this. And it's, it'll be a movie for anyone. Right. Well, and on that note, folks, tell us what you thought about Knives Out, Glass Onion. We'd love to hear about it from you. Did you enjoy it? Did you love the twists and turns? Email us at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com. You can reach us on social media. We're on Hollow Hollow Pop on Twitter, and we're on Instagram at Hollow Hollow Pop Culture. The Hollow Hollow Podcast is available wherever you get podcasts. Please listen to us, rate us, leave a review. And tell others about us. <laughs> finally, <Please> we, <laughs> <laughs> finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Cheltering, and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you real soon. But Korean barbecue, yeah. Next time mm, I'm in TL, Korean yes. barbecue. <laughs>